Hello there, dear friends, and welcome to the Great Day Podcast. I'm your friend and host, Mayor Kay. Thank you so much for tuning in to today. You know, there's so many podcasts out there, so many conversations taking place, and yet you've chosen to be here today. And so I thank you for taking the time to doing so. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to seeingmazeltov.com. Seeingmazeltov.com is a sponsor for this week's podcast, and they are a platform where you can reach out to your favorite Jewish creator, thought leader, singer, musician, comedian, whatnot, and request a personalized video message from them, whether it's for a bar mitzvah, a birthday, an anniversary, a graduation, whatever the occasion may be, uh, you can reach out and connect with them. And a percentage of every, every booking, a percentage goes to a charity of the month, which is such a beautiful thing. So check out seeingmazeltov.com. Make that special occasion or any day that much more special with a Seeing Mazeltov video, seeingmazeltov.com. Thank you so much. Of course, if you haven't yet, uh, check out my book, a children's book uh, that I wrote about optimism. It's called A Kid's Book About Optimism. A Kid's Book About Optimism. You can check it out at akidsbookabout.com or you can find it on amazon.com. A Kid's Book About Optimism. It's for the kids and for the kids at heart. Really proud of that uh, work that I've uh, put in uh, during uh, during lockdown, during COVID uh, of April 2020. It took a couple months of putting that together. Uh, but I worked with the good people at, at a, a Kids Book About, and the book is out there. It's out there in the universe. It makes for a great gift, a great present uh, for a nephew, a, a niece, uh, a friend's ch- child, for yourself, perhaps, to infuse some optimism in your life. Check it out, A Kids Book About Optimism. All right, okie dokie. So today we have with us an incredible human being, a teacher. Uh, Gedalia Fenster is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. He's a Miami-based entrepreneur and motivational speaker. He's the founder and CEO of the People's Insurance Claim Center and Evolutions Treatment Center. He also established the Breastlift Center. I mean, this guy creates systems, businesses, and not just that, Places of Torah, the Breslov Center, where he where he teaches. He hosts a series of daily and weekly online lectures, and this is how I've come to get to know him. I was just scrolling through Instagram, and I saw this uh, video on my discovery page, and bam, there's this good-looking, tanned, muscular, well-dressed guy. Like, what's this? And he was sharing the most incredible Torah and insights, and I was just blown away. And I was, I was, I'll be honest with you, I was quite shocked. And because I saw this one image in which I've already put together, oh, this guy looks a certain way. How this is, you know, he'll be speaking about, I don't know, stocks or, 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 or men's fashion. But I was so far from the truth. It was the most pure, genuine communication of deep Torah, deep truths in a very simplistic manner. What a, what a blessing Gedalia is and what a blessing it was to ha- be able to sit with him and chat about a whole range of different topics, which I was excited about uh, to ask and to discover and to explore with him. So this is that podcast. It's right here, right now. Uh, I'm excited for you. So sit back, relax, enjoy, take notes. I'd love to hear from you as well, what you thought about this podcast with Gedalia Fenster. Enjoy. Here on the podcast, we have someone who I've been admiring for a while uh, on social media, utilizing that tool to spread light, to spread insight, to spread Torah. Uh, Gedalia Fenster is here. Gedalia, thank you so much. My pleasure, my pleasure. 
It's so good to to see you and and to and to be in your presence. And I I really have been blown away by. I'm I'm big, I'm big into pop psychology. I'm big. I read all the you know the self development books and help books and. And it's like a, I, I'm when I listen to you, I feel like I'm I'm listening to one of these audio books. But at the same time, you'll drop a Rabbi Nachman, you'll drop a Rebbe Rashab, you'll drop some Chassidus, and it's like, wait, what? How? Where's? How is that bridge together? And and it just seems like it's 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 wonderful and beautiful. I grew up in a in in the Chabad system, and we grew up on Tanya Chassidus, and that's like that's our bread and butter right there. Uh, but you know, for some reason, it didn't resonate. Only it's only been resonating until now in my in my early thirties that it's, that this is you know, what I'm reading here in the self-help books have, or I can find in Tanya, I can find in this, to this, but I guess being 15, 16, I wouldn't have the, 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 the problem, the challenges that I have today as an adult. So maybe it didn't resonate. Perhaps it wasn't taught this way, but it's, it's, it's cool to, um, to be hearing it again for sort of what it feels like the first time. And I wonder for you, how did you get to this point? How did you come across Chassidus, what 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 drew you to this uh, to this insight that you've been sharing so beautifully for these past couple of years? Right. Originally, actually, I was in a very very dark place in my early twenties, um, and I was involved in a very Miami lifestyle, uh, get rich or die trying, and uh, I got involved in a bad gambling addiction. And next thing you know, I'm left here with completely completely feeling empty. Materially, physically, spiritually, and then out of the blue, I went to somebody's house. I picked up a book called Advice, which is a book on Rabbi Nachman's teachings. And then basically, there was a couple lines in there. Uh, I believe the line that got me was sexual impurity leads to poverty. And the, my whole world just completely, it just that one line, just like I was like in a fit, I, I froze, I, I was shocked. Curious, that never, line one more time. Really, sexual impurity leads to poverty. Mm. So I never, I never understood, the, you know, what's the, one, what's the connection between one to the other, and then I started, started, you know, getting a little bit more into the teachings, and and from there it's just my whole. It looked like my, the, I found the lost object, and my purpose that I was looking for, and I, Rabbi Nachman's teachings um, spoke very, very much to me. And the, in the beginning was, you know, the first five, six, seven, eight years of doing it was just to learn it, and then now, obviously. Uh, being in the recovery community, I, you know, I have rehab centers and detox centers. And I, I do classes there. I started my podcast uh, four or five years ago. And obviously, I love self-help books also. And now I'm able to see in the self, everything, everything's chassidus in these self-help books. And, and, you know, so basically, I'm trying to really get people back to Judaism and to recognize the source of all of this. Um, and wow. I realized that maybe the, the, the problem that's happening today is, is some of the rabbis are just, they're not using the right language. Um, you know, you know. Yeah, it, totally. It, I can, it, it, yeah. I can relate to that. Yeah. hundred. I mean, totally. And, and I think you're like really filling in this gap in that, in that sort of way. Do you feel like it, 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 it could also turn off people and the, you know, it's a very delicate, you know, type rope and how, and how one goes about sharing these topics and to, to you know are you, are you watering it down too much but um how do you find that balance when it comes to expressing these lofty ideas right I, i'm not really watering it down but I'm, I'm presenting it more not like oh if you don't keep the toy you're going to go to hell what i'm trying to basically give them is what they're losing out on what's the costing them you know the light that you you know you're not the way you're living right now without spirituality you're a hungry ghost so this is what yeah. you're missing out on. This is the reasons why you're running. Correct. Beautiful. Exactly. 
So, you know, it's like we, 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 Hasidus teaches us that the more material we run after, the more emptier we become. So, you know, when yeah. you take a book, you know, you take a book like Gabriel Mate and, and, and these concepts, it's, you know, Rabbi Nachman said this 250 years ago that, you know, all the, all the uh, cravings are like shadows in a dark room, you know, like a light in a dark room. Once you grab it, you think you have everything, it's, it's really nothing. Right, right. And this generation specifically, this generation is very into, um, Get, you know, get famous fast, and you know their self worth is their net worth. So you know that sometimes they'll run into paths that it just leads them to a lot of darkness. And of course, the first one they're going to throw off is their creator when things don't go yeah. their way. So we have to bring these people back and give them understanding, give them daf, yeah. in a loving way, in a loving way. Do you feel that the the rehab approach to Judaism, the twelve step approach, which it seems like you know you were going through that in your own personal journey, is that, is that for everybody when it comes to, you know, when it comes to approaching Judaism? Well, you know, Ramachman actually says is that sometimes if you, you, you take a guy that was off the derrick and you, and you try to teach him Torah, he's going to be so offended by it because he could have been, he could have had a father that was very difficult or he could have had a very bad religious experience. So sometimes we need the 12 steps to introduce the guy to spirituality and eventually he finds his, he finds his roots. And I, and I find that a lot. People say, okay, I'll do the 12 steps. I don't have anything to do with Torah. I don't have anything to do with rabbis. I don't have get it away from me. But eventually, as their consciousness grows, they recognize that it was just a bad case of food poisoning. That that's not the whole Torah. They had a bad case of food poisoning, but that, that the whole Torah is like that. But yeah, right. I, I believe that it works with 12 steps because it, it gets you to it gets you to basically divorce the story that you that you that's you know running your life. Uh, you're finally opening your heart. You're surrendering to a much greater purpose. Right. And um, wow. ultimately, the twelve steps gets you from pain to purpose, which is really what happens in, in all of our lives. Totally. I mean, it, I mean, there's definitely a line that you say that you know there's a problem with stories that they protect you, but they also imprison you, and you you know you, you can't grow if you're in in a, in a certain story you're in. So I guess how do you how do you go about if someone finds themselves in this repetitive cycle in which they find themselves demeaning themselves psychologically with certain thoughts and with the way they speak to themselves and and perhaps the world's against them or they they're not finding their big breakthrough or luck and this is their story um, how how does one go about rewriting that story how do you break out of that gullus that, that you know that limited, limited mindset sure which is it's a it's a very common mindset. This is where self-esteem is, is the key. Um, you know, creating small wins because to the extent that, you know, as you as you start putting effort in yourself and you start having, you know, chassidus, ratzon, desire is a big deal. First, you have to want it. You have to want to leave that dark place. Many people don't want to leave the dark place. They'll tell you they want to leave the dark place. So when going gets tough, they get going. So the first yeah. is definitely the desire. Um the second thing is you have to recognize that it's going to take effort. And there's a lot of, you know, you have to, you know, the sin happened with the Eitz Adat. Um, so we have to ultimately repair it with that. And, you know, you, you have to be in a, in a growth mindset. Because what, what I've seen is I, as we create momentum, as people start learning, they start thinking differently, they create momentum. And once they get that momentum, they're going to want to leave by themselves. You know, I just have to get a guy going. I just have to get a guy to, to run a little bit. To, to, you know, to all of a sudden, what I personally work with with many people that I've seen, obviously, the most results is sexual purity first, obviously, cutting, cutting masturbation, cutting pornography, because in some, some things you, you'll never be 
out of that gullet if you're stuck in that problem. Um, so that's the first I really get into the, okay, what's causing you to get there? And it could be with one guy could be, you know, unfortunately this issue with, with, uh, with pornography and, 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 and sexual, you know, obviously you still don't see it, all that. Another person could be, you know, they're, they're running after the whole life, they're running after to, to get rich and, um, and they, they have no faith in life and one thing goes the wrong way. So you have to really categorize where's the, where the, where the person is in his life and what he's chasing. And once we get him to have a lot of clarity, then we guide him in that direction. Right. But so number really one is about- usually sexual impurity. Yeah. Number one is sexual. For, for, for guys specifically, it would be sexual impurity. Yeah. You're saying that's really a way for, like, that's to cough it up to that. Like, that's really the big block for at least men when it comes to receiving or to blossoming to their full power. I would say 99% have I seen the case where I've seen the biggest breakthrough from people is in this area. And this is what Reb Nachman said. This is what happened with me. That's what I, the only reason I got to, to, to come where I'm coming from is because of the Tikkun Akali and, and being able to fix this area. I was dating right. the wrong types of girls and, uh, you know, being in the wrong lifestyle. There was no way, even if I, even if I picked up a book, I would have, be disgusted by it. You know, it, it makes you cool. I think this is the issue that, you know, being having this issue in our lives, it makes us spiritually cooled off. And once we're spiritually cooled off, the rest is history. Right. Right. Is there is there equivalent to, to women? Does Rabbi Nachman, is, is there, as like you mentioned, sexual impurities to men, is there something what, what cools off women? Right. With, with women, he, he, Rabbi Nachman speaks a lot about fighting the depression, mm-hmm. fighting darkness. And this is, you know, the, the root of that could be also lack of self-esteem and not loving oneself, lack of, you know, taking everything personal, um, you know, looking for, you know, lo- focusing on looking good instead of doing good. So for women, you see definitely the, the, the concept of kabod and low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. So they, have to, they have to fight the darkness. They have to fight the, you know, to fight for simcha. But for men, for sure, this issue, women is more kabod, I would say. Interesting. Honor. And you and you and you gave a lot of credit to Rabbi Nachman. I, I'm curious to know how is what drew you to Rabbi Nachman specifically to his chassidus, um, and how is his path different? And what truth did you find with yourself through this particular chassidus? Well, remember the, the, the how I got it to him is because I had this issue with, with gambling and girls and all that. That's how that's how I got lost, and because I was able to you know stop spilling the seed and stop watching these things and being and leave the right that lifestyle, all of a sudden everything opened up and you up. So it just opened me up spiritually. I was in a very dark place. Next thing you know, I was like running. I had such a desire to return and, and I saw the light. And once that light, I saw the light, the rest is history. I was able to miraculously change my mazal. It's so crazy because like the way you speak, it's it, in some ways it seems you make it sound so easy, right? Which I obviously mm. it's not, but and like but you make it sound so easy. Like, just don't stop right. doing this. Stop doing that. You know, and this will lead to this, and this will expand your vessel. But it's like, wow, for someone who's listening, even even for myself, which I've been doing a lot of work, uh, it still comes off like, how? Wh- what do you mean? Like, how? How do you go about getting to a level where it's like, where you have this thirst to wanting to to learn more, to grow more in a spiritual way? 
And, um, and, and that's my question to you. And that's even more of a personal question. Cause I know for myself, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I'm also, I'm also hungry to, to want the desire to, to learn. And I find some safety in reading self-development books and, mm-hmm. you know, other types of podcasts. But when it comes to, you know, once I, when it's an opening of safer, reading a book that comes from, that's more obviously stemmed in, in Ju- Judaism in Jewish mysticism, then it, it's a bit harder to focus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, you know, again, as we, sometimes we, we, you know, one, one thing about me when I, I, I was divorced and I got married, I got me remarried right away. Cause I know you, a certain amount of your lifestyle, but when I'm married, we're, we're going to go end up in the wrong place. I mean, we have to really, really, to, I think to develop our, our mindsets, you, you really need to be work on getting married and working on, you know, having that stability in the house and, and channeling all your desires for the right way. Um, and definitely, obviously, you know, my wife has gotten me to, to the next level, spiritually, mentally, et cetera. Um, but you know, again, it all, this is why I make the classes. I don't, I, I make the class. I had a 40 day challenge. This is a famous thing that I've done. We've had thousands of people in a 40 day challenge, which is very, very, very familiar to the NoFap challenge that's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, where What's basically, again, I, I it's basically not spilling the seeds for 40 days and saying tikkun Chloe and abstaining from any kind of, you know, improper relations. So that is where, remember, my approach is very different. I mean, I'm, I'm obsessed with results. I'm not obsessed with followers. I broke Hashem. I have my own businesses. I'm, this is a mistake uh, that I got into. I never said I wanted to be a speaker and I was, this is never my intention, but I know what it is to be 23 years old and have nothing to my name, depressed, have anxiety, completely fall into tremendous despair and I recognize the cause of it. So I think my goal is really to bring that, that area into the world mm-hmm. and to show them this is not you. It's just, you have a clip out and we know, and we know probabilistically, we know it's not our essence. It's, it's this, these, these garments and these, these negative energies that we, we end up picking up, but they're blocking the spirituality for us. Right. And how, but how does one go about acting differently than what they feel? How, how do you take that first step, right? We, we're usually right. so run down by our feelings, by our emotions, by our thoughts. How do you go about doing something different from what that is that you're thinking or feeling? Very good. So basically, first, again, first, like with anything else, is a desire. Mm-hmm. The second thing where Machman says is obviously altering your state, even in a state of simcha, when you're in a better state, you're going to want better things. Like Tony Robbins is very into Get yourself in a peak state. In a peak state, you're going to make better decisions. Like even when you're not in a good state, all of a sudden you watch a video, you laugh, you think differently. Yeah. The importance of getting yourself in, you know, Ramnachman fought against Simcha. His whole life was, you know, you you have to have because if you don't have Simcha, you're never going to have. You're never going to get closer to your Creator. So practically, what I do, what I do if I'm in bad states, first I'll go into a very deep breathing meditation. Um, I do. I, I use a lot of Wim Hof stuff. I don't know if you heard of Wim Hof. Sure, Wim Hof, definitely. Yeah, climb Everest with no shirt on. So, right. The, the, I don't think he has like it'll be eleven minute uh, beginner's meditation. Yeah, so on YouTube. Hoff, you can find it on YouTube. Yeah, hundred percent. We'll sure. have it in the in the in the in the, in the uh, show notes. We'll have a link to that. So anytime I'm in a bad state where I'm complete, first I, I I go straight into my breath. My breath is my soul. My breath is my my connection. Then once I get the quiet, the, the, the tranquility, then I could see, okay, where, what, what I could start noticing another book that I, that I really fell in love with is the book, Let It Go, uh, by David Hawkins. 
These mm. two books, really, Wim Hof and Let It Go Secularly, have done, have basically transformed, a, given me a tremendous amount of uh, practical tools to give people on how to surrender, how to let go. So instead of noting, you know, catching your thoughts, you're, you're really trying to surrender the feeling. Um, ballistically, it's called Bittel or um, or or will call it mindfulness. But really, not not uh, trying to disattach yourself from the attachment of the thoughts instead of looking at the thoughts. But again, if the guy's on porn, he's got 300% dopamine levels, and he comes crashes down. And so, what do you do? You tell him to be mindful. You understand? The the desires the desires screw up the ruach, screw up the emotions. This is why in, in kabbalistically we say the first is you have to work on the nefesh. The nefesh is the desires. The second you have to work on the ruach is the emotion. Then you can get into that sweet spot, which is the soul state. You know, so I'm sure you're in shape. I'm in shape. We, we watch what we eat. We watch how we what we think about, and and to the and there's how we get the 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 ideas and the creativity to go to the next step. Yes. You would, I'm sure you would never come up with the videos you do unless you got to that that, that space where you can. Uh, I've seen your material. Uh, the one yeah. about the hugging and phenomenal, phenomenal Thank stuff. Thank you. Thank you. You you've you've had to have gone to a, a very very you know very deep state of creativity to get there. Totally. I mean, uh, and it's true. When I'm when when I'm anxious and when there's uh, uh, these types of feelings running through my mind and my body, there's no way I could be creative. You know, and and that mm -hmm. sometimes sometimes perpetuate. Uh, more anxiety because I want to be creative and can't force that. So you really have to, I really have to create space and to like, as you say, lengthen the day, Rabbi Nachman says, lengthen the day, which, um, which maybe you could tell more yeah, about where it's, it's about, you know, really creating space. You know, as they say, I think Ram Das says, this is like, you know, if you're, if you tell, Oh my God, I, I can't, you know, meditate for um, 10 minutes a day. If you can't meditate for 10 minutes a day, you have to, you have to med meditate for an hour a day. Like you, the more we have right. to create space to be able to be creative, to be able to show up powerfully, to be able to connect to Hashem or to ourselves. Um, that's when we fall into that rat race of, of getting mm -hmm. the next thing or the anxiety and depression and, and, and our thoughts um, that, that, that could get detrimental. And that could be a spiral out of, out of control. Right. That's, yeah. So, I mean, and you, like you said, breathing, meditation, I'm curious to know what are, I mean, these. Letting these are, go, letting go. Letting yeah, I go. think you did a video one time. I think you did a video one time of a guy in a cab where he yelled that, I believe you did one of the very, I remember the one garbage. of the videos. Yeah. The garbage. That, that's, yes. that's Hasidus 101, that, 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 that garbage. It's, it's, we're dumping everything in those other people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. A hundred percent. I mean, that, that is, that is a big one. And to be mindful of other people's energy and how they affect ourselves. So, cause sometimes mm. we pick up on the energy around us. I mean, why, why do I feel depleted right now? Why do I feel down right now? It's not always mm -hmm. on yourself. It's also being mindful about the environment you find yourself in, but before letting go, I want, I, we're jumping to that, but I, it's so important. Sure. You, you put, you, you do give a lot of strength and, and power to letting go. I mean, if I could quote something from you, our, our creator, I found this on your Instagram. Um, our creator will put us in a situation that nothing we do works out to remind us that he is running the world. The only way to win is to surrender to his will. I mean, and that's surrender. That's letting go, letting go of our plans, letting go of our desires, letting go of what we think things are work out. I'm a slave to that. I'm a perfectionist. I'm, uh, you know, mm -hmm. I, I fall into these, into that trap 
so often, and that could be through work, whether I want a, a job to go a certain way, a video to go a certain way, whether I want, you know, my relationships, my personal relationships to go a certain way. I want someone in my life to show up in a, in a, in a perfect way. I want to control that person. And if they do something different, it throws me off. So it's, it's, I, I think on a spiritual sense, like, and on, on, and that obviously is can be seen in our, in a way how right. we show up in our, how do you, what do you mean surrender? I know in the 12 steps too, it's all, you know, surrendering, mm-hmm. letting go. These are beautiful concepts, great quotes. Practically though, someone, you know, who's not in a 12 step program and someone who, you know, who's just going day right. to day, they're not, they may be 40 years old. They may be 23 watch, watching porn. They may be 45 sure. years old with bills and, and they have a wife and kids that aren't showing up the way they want them to. Like, how do you let go of that control of your life? Of, of other right. people's lives and just know what you can do for yourself. Right. So, so a couple, a couple of things. There's a lot, a lot to that question. And I know it's I, a lot. I, I got I'm getting excited. It's a lot going on here. Goodbye, it's okay. So it's okay. You. I, I personally, you have to say something. Every single class has been because of my own mistakes. Um, because of my own, I'm, I'm a Scorpio. So if there's a person that doesn't, that, that has a tendency to take things personal and not let go would be yours yeah. truly. So this is something that I worked on five to six years. It wasn't something that just came to me. I worked on so much because it affected me so much. It bothered me so much, dragging on other people's energies, holding on to having other people control my mood. Um, it was something that I worked on so, so, so much because I said, well, I'm going to wake up in the morning and my spouse is in the wrong mood. I'm, I'm, that's going to affect my day. So I, I got enough leverage to say there's no way this is happening again. And this is where I really went into this, this surrender and this concept. So if we know there's an, the, the essence of knowledge really is to recognize you know nothing. Okay? Yes. That's really the essence of knowledge. To recognize you know nothing. Even when you think you know, you really know nothing at the end of the day. So in my, in my personal life, I've seen so many cases where I thought, I can't believe this is happening. And it ended up becoming a, the biggest blessing in the sky. This thing happened to me literally 10 times. Or, oh, my God, what the hell's happening? How could this go? And every single time, I'm like, what in the world was I thinking? When the, when the right part, when the thing came, when the, when the thing turned to, to, to the right way, I was thinking, what in the world? How come I stressed so much about it? At the end of the day, it was happening for my benefit. Why, am I, why do I constantly do that? So as a pattern of seeing this constantly in my life, when the things come, I always say to myself, the problem is the solution. So right away, I stop, the, I stop all the... The, the mind and the, the war of my mind. I always said there's got to be a blessing in the sky here. Kabbalah is all about having seen the blessing in the sky, that the blessing comes from the hastara, it comes from the hidden blessings. And so what I do is I, I go straight into, 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 I don't know anything. This is some, it's a, it's a common tool that I use all the time. Anything that it doesn't go my way, that I give benefit of the doubt to my creator that it's happening for my benefit. So I'm, I, I've gotten to that consciousness where I, I'm, I don't question him that much on these things. Because I know from past experience, you know, they say Tony Robbins is a great line. He says, failure leads, gives you experience, experience gives you success. So because of my failures of, of resisting, which every time I resisted an issue, I was, it led me to suffering. And every time I accepted an issue, it led me to grow. So I said, okay, here's the formula. The more you accept things, you're going to grow. The yeah. more you resist things, the more you're going to suffer. So basically, I recognize it's only the ego resisting. It's the ego causing all the resistance in our lives. So as we let go of the ego, you'll start seeing more growth. And the quicker you accept it, the quicker things go. So that, that model are, of acceptance really changed my life. 
Mm-hmm. What are what are some ways someone could spot the ego to separate themselves from ego? What are some things the ego says or operates that we could like? Oh wait, that's that's not me. That's the ego, and then that could start the process of acceptance, Correct. letting go. Right. So any egos, everything ego is really really based on resistance. For example, if you can't surrender, if you can't accept something, resistance is number one way of the ego. You know, try all of a sudden to say apologize to somebody, even though you know it's going to make you feel good. I think you had a, you had a, what's her name with her her work is out of this world. Um, Edith Eager. Edith Eager. I mean, yeah, forgiveness. Edith, I mean, I mean that her everything's there. Yeah. I mean, Edith yeah. Eager. She 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 master. She has mastered forgiveness because she's recognizing if you don't forgive for them, forgive for yourself. So yes. why wouldn't you do it for yourself? And her work is so great because it's teaching you that all the, the ego is the one that's causing the pain. The healing happening in the soul. I could ask again, you that question. You do this. Why? Why don't people want to forgive them? Forgive because you you ask why don't people forgive because it'll only help themselves. It's not about the other person. It's about helping yourself. But the fact is, when you're in such right. darkness, sometimes we self sabotage. We don't want to help ourselves. We're right. so it's so right. deep that we're like, I want to hold on to this because this is how I identify myself. At least I know this is my world. I'm angry at this person, that person, I'm upset. This person, I want to be upset at myself. I don't know. I can't control. handle my own light. I want to control. So the, the question is still, still there. How do we break out of that, that mindset? You know, Kabbalistically, Rav Nachman has, I don't know how, how, how deeper your, your audience is, but Rav Nachman has a, has a, beautiful, a beautiful medication for chaos, which I've always used. And he says the name of God is name of the name of uh, of humility is the name of Ma. Ma is the numerical value of forty five, and he says forty five represents order in a person's life. The name Adam. Adam is order. Eve Chava is disorder. The numerical value of Adam is forty five. The numerical value of Chava. What was Chava's issue? She saw, she wanted to control. She didn't want to be dependent on Adam. She wanted to control. If you take the difference between 45 and 19, you take the, you, the number is 26. So basically, any time that a person has chaos, is because he took the 26 out of the picture. He took mm-hmm. Hashem out of the picture. The ego edges got out. So instead of saying, for example, you, you know, you, you forgive me. Why are you? Oh, if, if I forgive them, I'm going to look weak. It's going to make me look like I'm the one uh, that was at fault. These are all egotistical decisions. This is all self-centeredness. Remember, as self as self esteem increases, right, self centeredness decreases. So you don't make everything about you. You understand? Right. The, the more I want to learn, the more I want to learn in my life. The more I want to grow. I, I, no matter what, I'm open minded to everything. But to the extent when we don't want to grow, we want to, we're trying to protect ourselves, so we become very self centered, and we make everything about us, which is the absence, which is completely the opposite of humility. Humility is not to think less of yourself, it's to think of yourself less. Mm, yes. Make sense? Yeah. So yeah, when you get totally. insulted, you're not going to be so offended all the time because at the end of the day, the way somebody treats you is a reflection of themselves. It has nothing to do with you. <laughs> so totally. as you notice that, you'll notice that the way somebody treats you is a reflection of themselves. My mood is a shadow of my self-esteem. Mm. So and when so you recognize quite- that, you're not going to take it personal. Go ahead. Mm. And how do you, so how do you, you how does one build themselves on self-esteem? How does one go about to build themselves to a place where they're like good with themselves? 
Right. So first, again, it, it's a first. You have to be the, the number one key. I would say, is just like the ego blocks perspective. Open up your mind. The job of the ego is to block perspective. You know, listen. I'm dealing with addicts, and I'm mm-hmm. like, listen. I have a suggestion to help you. I can help you with this. Leave me alone. I mean, that person is not humble. He has a big ego because he's saying he knows everything. How could you know everything if you're stuck in the rehab center? You understand? So as we yes. get them to little by little open up, just that's why that's why the, the 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 first step for anybody is just say I'm open to everything. I'll observe the information. I'll open the mind, open-minded, because as you open up your perspective, then you're going to be more humble and grow. But if you have a blocked perspective, there's no way to get out of that rut. And that's the job of the ego. The ego blocks your perspective. It doesn't allow you to mm-hmm. see a blessing in disguise. It doesn't allow you to see the Hashem's doing it for you. It doesn't allow you to say that your creator has your, 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 your always, you're always saying, this is happening to me. I'm becoming the self-centered attraction. Right, right, right. So that it's, it sort of blinds you and to realize ego slash Yetzirah, is that you can use that word as well? Like ego that? is the Yetzirah. The ego Straight is up. the Yetzirah. The ego is that, the Yetzirah. And so anytime there to you're just... closed-minded, right, so anytime you're closed-minded, you know it's the ego engaging. That's how you know, that that's a sign telling you the self-esteem needs to be worked on. Because at the end of the day, I tell you, Mayor, you know what? I can find a way to make your videos better. You're going to tell me, I'm open. I'll do anything. But if I tell you, man, I'm going to find a way to make it better, better. You're going to tell me, I'm good. I know what I'm doing. You understand? Totally. Right. Based on it's, your uh, consciousness, you would take the advice completely different. And if you feel good about yourself, maybe you would say, maybe you would say, yeah, tell me. I'm open to anything. Yeah. Why not? If it can help, why not? But a person is very close-minded. Let me help you with your videos. You're like, no, I know what I'm doing. Don't you have any videos? Don't you have any YouTube videos I have? Don't you have anything the hits I have? What do I need you for? So you could say a simple comment like that, based on how you feel about yourself, you'll respond completely different. You'll say, this guy's telling me what to do, versus another guy, you'll say, this guy's trying to help me. Mm, exactly. Well, so, very good. Right. So yeah. how you receive the that. Perspective. Is- perspective is key. Say, recognize that you can't, you have to remain teachable in life. You have to remain open. So the first step I would tell people is just be open to the information. Don't judge it. Be open. Be open. And as you start looking and see where your where your distortions are in your thinking, and then you then you could start making little changes. But we can't do this if you're hanging on to anger, if you're hanging on to all kinds of you know all these negative emotions. Yeah. Well, what are I know? I know you talk a lot about stress, anxiety. I mean, these are very common blocks that take place in um, in our day to day, you know, worlds. Instant gratification, a big one, right? With the, you know, I know you talk a lot about that too. What, what to combat that? Are are there three? What are three? I would say spiritual principles that come to mind that you'd want to share? What are like three like sort of facts? Like this, this is how spirituality works. You know, you know, when X happens, right. Z, you know, what are, what are perhaps three sure. principles that, that you want to share? I'll give you, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a couple of ones that I said really helped me. Um, Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 61 that God is beyond space and time. And the reason why time exists in the first place is because there's an absence in consciousness. So, for example, I'm having a nice interview with you. I'm not even watching the hour. But let's say I'm talking to you and I don't enjoy this interview. I'm going to do something. The fact that I'm not conscious all of a sudden 
time becomes uh, becomes bothering. Any time that we're not aware, we're not we're not in the present moment. Time becomes our enemy. When we want to be here and we want to be there, all of a sudden you, you can't be here and you can't be there because you always want it the next moment. So this is the root problem of people um, how they deal with time. They want things to fast, so they want to go through the process. So they're busy chasing the price. And that process of chasing the price, they never feel they're in the right place. So they're always running to the next moment, to the next moment. So when I know that I'm doing good work is when time no longer bothers me. Mm. When time no longer bothers me. If I'm in a prayer and I feel really good in that prayer, I don't know the time. But when I'm not in that prayer, time, where am I get? I got it. How long is this? How long is this? How long? And you see this a lot of times with, and this is the root of anxiety. The root of anxiety is I should be here and I could be somewhere else. And then when you go somewhere else, I should be here, but I could be doing better. And you're never, you're never, you're never anywhere because you're never conscious of that moment. You know, it's like you tell a kid, come, let's go to Orlando. And you tell them, how long it's going to take three hours. They're going to say, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Because three hours to a kid is, 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 a, is a decade to somebody. But your grandparents are going to say three hours is nothing. So one of the things that really helped me in anything I'm doing, and we know very simple, there's a process to everything. We have to go through a process, whether it's to, 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 to cleanse ourselves or to build the proper cabin or to do anything in our lives. We have to go through that process. It's non-negotiable. But the minute you start chasing the prize and you don't want to go through the process, that is the root of all spring. Because then imagination takes over. And then once imagination takes over, it comes becomes phobias, fears, exhaustion, etc. Mm. You know, you yeah. look at dating today. Unfortunately, look at dating today. People start dating the first five minutes. They're already judging. Who is the guy? Can I marry him? He's not good for me. It's so much judgment. They don't even know the person. There's so much judgment. And they're not even knowing the person because they're too busy judging him. And they don't get to know him. So that one of the, that's one of the amazing lessons that I've gotten um, is basically try to be more con- be more present and time won't bother you as much. Mm. That has really really helped me tremendously. You know, even in the gym, you know, imagine you're working out and all of a sudden the trainer puts twenty minutes on the thing. You're like, twenty minutes? I can't do twenty minutes. You start freaking out because of the twenty minutes. But if you just if you never put the clock. You're in the yeah. workout. It doesn't affect you so much. Yeah. And so and talking about the gym, it, it is interesting to like, you know, you're, you're, you're you know, you, you spew, you close your eyes, you hear all this amazing Torah and this insight, but like, you're a good looking guy. You take care of yourself. You wear nice clothing, tight t-shirts, right. you know, hair, great tan, you know, do, does that, how, how does that, is that sort of you saying, I like what I like. I have my own things. You know, this is my this is my way of showing up in the world. It may not be for everybody. I may be judged for it, but I know right. like, I'm not I perfect. You know, because yeah. people because people could yeah. judge that, right? Like, what do you mean? Like, it seems very sort of opposite to what you're like. You know, to this this very spiritual lifestyle to very to be involved in how you look, and it seems like you're taking it into account. Right. How do you balance that within yourself? Because I'm sure well, it doesn't bother you. Clearly said, yeah. I, I, honestly, I, I I really couldn't care less. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying if, no if you, if you, yeah, I was gonna say if you don't care, then obviously you're okay with it. And my question to you is how do how do you rectify? How do you come to terms with this? What seems like this uh, distortion or the opposites? Right. Well, the whole point is I'm trying to get people to understand that you can be successful, successful in business, spiritually, be in shape, 
and still be connected to Hashem in, in a very Kabbalistic way. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. And this is where the mentality is. They're afraid, oh, I don't want to start getting keeping Shabbat. What are people going to think about me? I don't want to look like this. There's no, that's a, that's a story in their head. Um, I've always had it in my heart. That's why I'm always put more in the inside. There's nothing wrong with dressing nice at work. There's nothing wrong with, with dressing nice. If, if you have it, you, you have it. Um, but that should not affect the way my spirituality is because all my spirituality is very hidden. It's not revealed. You know, in, in it just happens to be that I ended up in this platform, but I, I don't have to change my clothing. Uh, you know, my clothing is my yeah. clothing. If I want to work out, yeah. I'm going to work out. I'm not going to be bench? out of shape just because. What do you bet uh, you, guy? What do you bet? Hmm? What do you bet? 230, 235. 235, 235. Look at this guy. I, I, think, I, think, I think working out is a I really think working out is a tremendous spiritual experience. It, it, you know, you have that last, uh, you know, last two, three reps in, in life also. Life is like a marathon. You know, how many times you want to give up and you put that extra thing. I think, I think you have to mix the body and the soul. And Rav Nachman said that in lesson 22, you have to mesh the body and the soul together. You know, you have to mix the body and the soul together. It's yeah. very, very we, are, we are in this physical world. And yeah, I find that when I go for runs myself, it's it's a release. I feel like I'm connecting with myself, with my higher self, my inner self. It's definitely a, a very, and I clear my mind, able to attack the day. And that's that's very important to me. And, and so, okay, cool. I appreciate you sharing that. And we, before we jumped into the whole looks and working out, I you, you touched on the idea of, of the vessels and how yeah. you went over to, how you go over to sometimes people in your, in your rehab centers, addicts, people who are dealing with addiction, and they sometimes can handle the, the feedback that you're giving them. Uh, but also, I know you've, you've talked about it. I know in general, when it comes to people who are, who are battling addiction, they, they possess a whole lot of light, right? They're, usually an addict comes sure. in, they're a sensitive soul. They're very, very sensitive people. And very they just sensitive. have to like numb, you know, numb what's going on in their lives by different substances or different activities. So my question to you is, and I, and I think this is also for someone who's not necessarily who considers, considers himself an addict, uh, but just by being a human being, how does one go about expanding their vessel to receive more light? How does one go about to right. expand themselves to be able to, to be more aware sure. or to, to, yeah, to, to tap into, into the makeup of this reality and, and, and godliness. Right. One, one thing, one class, I, I think I did, you know, I have over a thousand classes. Um, wow. One class I wow. did 10, 10, 10 ways to expand your vessel. You know, it, it, one thing is obviously expanding your, your vessels, expanding your consciousness. Um, when you're not, when you're not your consciousness, things look different. Um, you know, when you're in very low consciousness, the whole world takes completely different. And this is that the more you increase your consciousness, the more you grow spiritually, mentally, you're going to be in a different consciousness. You know, if you give a, if you give a guy who's never made money $10 million, he's going to lose it. If you give a guy that has $100 million, $10 million, he's going to know where to invest it. So at the end of the day, our creator wants to give to us. We just have to make a vessel for him. And ways to make the vessel are being, being one way is having faith, being resilient. Trusting in him, you know, um, right. you know, watching, watching our, you know, our, our, our you know, what, 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 we're, what we're running after, growing spiritually, uh, meditating, not holding things in. I, I had a whole class on literally 10 things on how to expand your soul. But be, I would say one of the most important ones would probably be very resilient. You know, in life, I've, I've, I've learned so much from every mistake and every mistake has led me to, to a better way. 
You know, I believe, you know, for example, they say Starbucks and Starbucks started, uh, there used to be a restaurant. It used to be like an Italian restaurant. And then it became, that was a failure. And then it became, um, had a piano and they started like a, uh, baristas. And then it became, it took them like, I don't know how many times to, to, to that make that model. So right. being able to have faith and constantly when, when you get hit with a lot of failures, just constantly go, go and, and, and constantly be resilient. I think that's one of the best ways to build it. To get up fast, to be able to be resilient, and what, what's, I find the best way. Yeah. What's What's one for like a lesson from your, or or failure in your own life that what challenged you, but then you bounced back and that helped you become stronger in your own faith and your own way of being. Right. I mean, I, 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 one I can give you uh, fifty of them. I had a failure in my, my first marriage. Um, right. I had a failure in businesses. I had a failure in gambling. I had a failure in in one of my companies. And all of a sudden, because of that failure, I found a new way to do things and I expanded double. There's always been a tremendous expansion after the failure. But some people take because, it very because you Because you looked at it a certain way, because you showed up in it a certain way. Otherwise, you could have right. wallowed in it, self-pity, and, and not have taken Correct. the opportunity. Correct. Correct. So I get, I very, I, every time I get into a failure, every failure, I really try to say what's next instead of why me. I don't get into the why me mindset. I know it does nothing. I've tried it before. It doesn't work. And I get into the what's next model. Doesn't it still pull you in? Don't you feel still, feel still that pull of the why me? Like when something bad happens, like, oh, just come here for a bit. Come to the side. Correct. It's so yeah. alluring. But it's the, so but, alluring. It is very alluring. But the because why it, me it, gets it, you not. Do I, need, do I need you to feel sorry for me or do I need strength at this moment? Do you, when you need, you need self-pity or do you need strength right now? You obviously need strength. So I tell myself, yeah. right now I need strength. I don't need self-pity. What is self-pity going to do for me? And again, Mayor, listen, this is, it's, you're not going to get like this in one day. It's just, there's, there's you know, momentum. And as you learn and, and you get the rewards out of it. But right. that's why I had the podcast. And that's why there's 30,000 people listening and, and little by little they're growing. It's not, there's no instant thing. But as you right. start getting a little by little, you, you think differently, you have new information, new information leads to new thinking, new thinking leads to different actions, and you become the, the, the person you want to be. Right. Yeah. There's a bit of, there's a bit of instant gratification there, like an instant reward system in these questions sometimes, because that's, you know, it's, it's, you know, you want yeah. to get past it to it with the clarity with work, but even what does it help though? Cause you're a man with, with so much wisdom and, and experience yet. I'm sure, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have days that are, are better than others. I'm sure you have tough days, challenging sure. days. So Very. even with all this, you still can't combat a bad day or whatnot. So what does all this help you with on a day to day? What does it really change in your life? I can have a bad hour. I can turn those bad days into bad hours. The difference mm -hmm. one thing is having a bad day, one thing is having a bad hour. Why is the whole day out? This is an all or nothing mentality, lack of emotional control. I had a bad day at nine and eleven o'clock. Doesn't mean the whole day is bad. Start again at one o'clock. Believe me, listen, I'm visiting my son who's recovering from cancer for the second time. I have my challenges, believe me. I have tremendous challenges everywhere in my life. But I, there's a formula. There's a formula to win. There's a formula. And also it helps that every morning I get up in the morning and I do my meditation, my prayers, and, and, I, and I'm in a very good space when I start the day. But if, I'm get, if I don't do that, then I'm holding on to yesterday's garbage. And then I wake up with all this weight. And then what happens? I get triggered off. And next thing you know, it's, it's, it's that it's, cycle of crap begins again. Right.
Right. So it's very right. important. You have to begin the day. You have to begin the day really, you know, praying to your creator to release, to forgive, to, to, to really get, get yourself in a state where of contemplation, because you, you, there's no way a guy's going to wake up at nine o'clock, go get a venti cappuccino and expect to have a mindful day. It doesn't take much, much than a guy splashing with water and his day's ruined. <laughs> yeah, right. That's true. That's true. Right. I hear that. So when it, when it comes to it, then uh, it's very important to kick off your day. You have your morning routine. Um, what would you say is the connection between spirituality and happiness? It's everything. It's directly related. Your spiritual health and your mental health is directly related. Because again, talking about forgiveness, when you're spiritual, you, you'll, you'll, you won't make it about you. Um, spirituality makes you happy with less. You don't need to run and make yeah. a, a trillion dollars to put a smile on your face. Your spiritual life is not dependent upon things to be happy. Spirituality is a state of mind. It's, it's something you work on. And really, at Mayor, I, 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 I can't imagine that your happiest moments are coming from your videos of, of people going up to you and saying, wow, you know, that video changed my perspective. There's no question about it. Yeah. That you're ultimately, your contribution is really pretty much your, your, and I think because you continue to make these videos is why your creator opens up your mind and it gives you more to do. Totally. You got you to gotta utilize, utilize the gift. Correct. Well, I do the same thing. I, 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 I do the class, even though sometimes I don't even know how the information comes out, how the classes come out. Um, you know, I'm talking about 300 classes a year. This is not 20 classes every day. Even if I'm going out at night, even if I'm, you know, and somehow my creator makes me as a vessel. But again, because you, you do, you're, I, I always pray to receive in order to give. So when you pray to receive, receive in order to give, you end up getting it. Because you become just a channel. It has nothing to do with you. You're just a channel for his blessing. Same thing with money, charity. You receive business. You want to be successful? Let me receive in order to give. Instead of saying, let me receive so I can look good and, uh, and build myself for it. Mm. Wow, that's so big. That's a, and that's the way to do it. And I, and I do. I try to, you know, wake up in the morning and say, I say, Maidani, and I say, God, like, use me today. Use me fully My so God. I could go about and to, you know, and, and to spread spread goodness, spread positivity. That I mean, that's what it is. And, and, the, so, hug, and the hug video was poetic. The hug one you did was out of this world. Thank and you. It yeah, it's really it, amazing. It's gone. It's gone around, and it's and yeah. I'm grateful to see how people re received it, and it's changed people in massive ways. It's brought so much healing, yeah. so much emotional release to millions of people who've seen it already. Uh, and honestly, it's it's interesting because sometimes I work on videos that take me so much time, and I invest a lot of money and time and effort into it, and they don't go much anywhere. And a video like this, it just easy. It was easy, and. And it went nice. bigger than any any of my videos, so it's it's, it's cool. It goes it's, to show you, it's not even it's not your effort. It's it's no. the fact that that's yeah, the whole yeah. point that I'm trying to teach you. It's not the it's not your effort. It's not your. You can write the perfect script. The video will not do as well, but you can do one that just came to you, and next thing you know, that one becomes the best one. It goes to show you, it's not up to you. It's your creator using you to create, you know, to change people's consciousness of hate and 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 and, and these things. So, for example, if you know that already, if somebody says, I don't like your video, you wouldn't take it personal. Because at the end of the day, you just become the vehicle. You wouldn't be bothered yeah. so much by people coming. Yeah, that's true. It's taking a lot of work, internal work. But, yes, it's uh, simply said that would be that would be the reason why. But totally, 100%.
So, I mean, how, how is it someone could like, uh, you, you're doing 300 classes, you have thousands of classes online, 300 classes a year, plus you have, you know, your, 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 your claims business, as well as your rehab business, five kids, yeah, five kids, uh, five <laughs> kids. Yeah. Five kids. Um, where is the time? Right. I think a lot of people say, I don't have the time for this. I don't have time for that. And you have all these priorities. So how do you even prioritize them? So how do you, how does one create space in their own life? And they don't necessarily have to have all the things that you're having, but you know, where's a good place to start, start, start changing that story of like, I don't have time. What's the real reason why someone says yeah. they don't have time? Well, so, sometimes the reason why people don't want to get up in the morning is because they've already, they've already predicted how the day is going to be. You understand? Some people are, are dealing with, I want to sleep more. I want to run away from this world more. So that person is avoiding life instead of approaching life. So first the approach has to be, I want to be up. I want to face my problems. You know, like Gabriel Matthews says, the escape from pain is what's causing more pain. You know, the, the addiction itself is taking on a whole, a whole different meaning. You know, let's say one thing, I, let's say I, I don't want to face my stuff. Now I stuff my face. Then I'm dealing with um, a food issue. And then I still got to deal with my problem at the end of the day. So right. if we don't have, if we don't have the, the, you have to have the faith to say today, God created the world brand new. Things can change in my whole life. My whole life is brand new. And this is a chassidist approach that it's, it's the days are recreated and, and to, to be able to connect to that recreation of, of energy, not drag yesterday into tomorrow and, and not drag the tomorrow into today. Um, and not living at, not living like, you know, walking around with anxiety or depression, which seems to be the majority of the world. But without spirituality, yeah. you're bound by, you're bound by this. You're bound by this, you know? Yeah. That's why you have yeah. to wake up in the morning. That's the time to be creative. That's the time that you can really, really get the most done. And then the rest of the day, it is what it is. But at least you have those two hours of oxygen. So you can get through the day. But if you're waking up too late, there's only so much, so li you're limited on, on, on what you can really do, develop yourself spiritually, anything. It's really the mornings. You got to kill the mornings. Uh, that's what I've seen in my life. Yeah, I crush the mornings. The days that I'm not up in the morning properly, those days are, have, are, are, re are days of reaction. The days are not of creation. Those days are just reacting to things, putting out fires. And what did, what did I do today? I put out a bunch of fires. I feel horrible. Hmm. Right, right. Well, what's what's a, a point that you would want to end off this podcast with for someone who's listening in? Uh, something that perhaps you've recently got inspired by, that's something that you're moving through. But something, there's, uh, there's no wrong answer right here. Just something that... I, I would just, the main advice I would give to people is it's, you, you can't be the two minute video, two minute YouTube video guy to be happy. You need to invest a little more time in yourself. And the more you love yourself, the more you'll invest in yourself. The more you don't love yourself, the more you lose yourself. So self-love begins with trying to be woken up consciously. So that's the number. If you really want to do it, you, you, it can't be your whole spirituality is two minutes a day and expecting to, to liberate. Get to look. You have, you have to get, because the only way to have new thinking is new information. We can't, there's, it's not going to happen one day. It's more the, you know, like you talk about major athletes and, and, and anybody who's, who's reached a level, they're talking about 10,000 hours. They're talking about, uh, we get rewarded in public for what we do in private. It's the private work that gets you the public recognition. 
Mm-hmm. The world wants the public recognition with no grind. And right. that's the root of the problem. Skeletons, it's a bunch of skeletons with nice shoes and nice dress. Instead of building that, the inner aspect, which gets you the public recognition. All so I right, say wow. love. The more you love yourself, the more you invest in yourself. The less you love yourself, the more you're not going to put, put love in yourself. That's the root of self-esteem. It is, it is. And, and but that, that, that in itself is a whole podcast in itself, how to go about loving yourself, right? We always feel like we, we start yeah, to throw that off. To, rece- to receive love is a whole, I mean, I think we come from a generation where people That's don't necessarily know how to do that. That's a whole different podcast. Yeah, yeah. Right. You're absolutely correct. But, That's, uh, I mean, a lot of the things that, that, a lot of the things that create the negative self-esteem is obviously failures and, and bad relationships and bad childhood. So they have to go into that story, self-judgment, self-doubt, and and, and, and that's a whole different class, uh, Mayor. We could talk just about Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Totally, 100%. a whole different thing. Before, before we hand off, I want to ask you, uh, what is a great day for you? What is a great day for me? Hmm. Good question. What is a great day? The day, a day that I can probably help as many people as possible. That's pretty much the great day. The great, the days I wake up really, really early and I get that, you know, I get to the zone spiritually and, and, and my, my meditations. And sometimes I can be in, in one meditation, I can come up with 10 classes in one time. When I'm really, when I really, really feel, uh, you know, abundantly happy and that's when I usually get all the blessings in my life. It's, I try to make every day into that. Mm. I try to make every day wow. into that. Wow, amazing, Adalia! That's incredible. Where can people find you? How can they hear more about you? I have, I have, um, I have a YouTube. They could find me on YouTube under my name, Gadal Fenster. Um, I have a WhatsApp group. I have a, a Breath of Power class on SoundCloud. It's called Breath of Power. Uh, Instagram, or we just started on Instagram, and uh, YouTube anywhere, anywhere. Usually on YouTube, moment it is up. Amazing. All right. Amazing. Mayor, we got to get you married. We got to get you married, Mayor. Zat Hashem, man. We got to get you married, Mayor. Zat Hashem. We have to start already envisioning the wedding. Amen. And we'll love to have you there. Bar Bar Amen. 2022. Amen. What's Amen. happening? No shoes Beautiful. allowed. Beautiful, brother. There you go. <laughs> love it. Take it easy, brother. Nice you to see you again. Beautiful day. Continue with your great work. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast episode. And thank you, Gadalia, for showing up and sharing your experience and insights and your teachings with me and with all the listeners. If uh, you haven't yet, of course, please subscribe to the podcast. It goes a long way. Your support, whether it's rating it, commenting, sharing with friends or family, this episode or the many episodes that we have, it goes a long, long way. Thank you so, so much. And of course, you could find uh, a a time to reach out if you'd like to and sponsor a podcast episode. Uh, One, two, three, as many as you like. That support goes a long way. All of it goes directly to supporting, uh, to creating more content, more interesting, deep and meaningful conversations that help many, many people that tune into the Great Day Podcast. So please reach out to me if that's something you would like to get behind. Big shout out to saymazeltov.com, saymazeltov.com, the platform where you can connect with your favorite Jewish creators to make special occasions that much more special and interesting and more personal. So check out saymazeltov.com. And lastly, check out my book, A Kid's Book About Optimism. A Kid's Book About Optimism. You can find it on amazon.com or at A Kid's Book About 
www.thebigbrandbook.com. All these links you can find in the description of this podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. Until next time, stay positive, be happy. I'm Eric Kay, and have a great day. Thank you.